welcome after a bit of a break to uh, Badger Watch, the county championship podcast based on the game cricket11.com. Um, it is now episode, it's maybe round nine, episode 10 or nine. I don't know. Everyone's taking the mick out of me. Um, anyway, we are going to discuss round nine, which happened or concluded on the 29th of June. So a couple of weeks ago now. Um, and as we record this, I think round 10 is going. But if we look at the scores from our teams, cricket11.com is pretty tight at the top of the Badger Watch League with how many points in between everyone? It's less than a thousand points between Bears, Badgers and Brian Mays. And Chevalier is in the middle with um, 1,400, 500-ish points at the moment. And I'm on, no, 14,000, sorry. And I'm on 10,000. So that is terrible. So... How did we go last, well, last round, guys? Howard, you're on top. I am. I think it was a, you either had Simon Harmer as captain round or you didn't. And <laughs> I, was, I was one of the two badges in the group that were in the, I had Simon Harmer as captain round. I think this is the time that you want him captain, isn't it? It's dry, it's sunny. Yeah. And if I, if I even could be so arrogant as to say, I told you so, it's even on the podcast before the last round, I said, I fancy Simon Harmer. It's going to be Chelmsford or Chelmsfordabad, as we might have been christening it going forward. Um, and I thought Hampshire's lack of real meaningful spin options this year, I thought we might see a raging turner. I've said it. I told you so. There you are. You didn't listen to me. Howard did. There we are. Simon Harmer. I put it out of the way early. 561 points for Simon Harmer. So obviously he gets a points for his wickets and his run. If you had him as captain, that's over 1,000, which is pretty tough. 1,122. And I've actually done some research into it, Spenny. That's only 83 points more than your weekly average for your whole team. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's I, I didn't even have to use Crick Viz for that one. That was uh, my. I think, I think I subbed him in and then I didn't captain him. I think I probably had. I think I had Glenn Phillips as captain, actually. The last round, he's had to go because he's not playing this, this round. He's with New Zealand. But yeah, I mean, Essex in Div 1, they're the only team to have got a result because the other four results were draws, weren't they? Yeah, three results. Uh, three. Three draws out of four. It was it was really interesting. Well, I was on holiday last week, and I think that's part of the reason why we haven't podded in a while. But um, I was listening to TMS on their overseas link by the pool, and I heard an interview with Mark Robinson, uh, who's coach of Warwickshire. Uh, he he was saying that um, one of the the with the combination of pitches and balls, they've really struggled to bowl teams out. I think that's quite a common theme for a lot of sides. Howard, you mentioned it earlier about Surrey. Um, and, and he really highlighted the fact that they're missing pace or mystery spin. Um, and I, I know Harmer's not mystery spin, but he's exceptional spin, but it really seems to be the point of difference where for the last five years, um, medium paces uh, have been the, the whip hand. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, is there a little bit to say, I mean, Howard, you mentioned it on the WhatsApp group about spin and Chelmsford and at what point... Do we look into that? Is there, I mean, Dawson also got seven for in that. In that Dawson, yeah, Dawson at 10 for the game, having taken six wickets all season prior to that, I think. So obviously Chelmsford has definitely been curated to aid Simon Harmer, but hey, play to your strength. It's not, it's not the first time a, a team or even a country has played to their strength. England will prepare green teamers, India will prepare turners, 
Australia will prefer fast, bouncy tracks. There's nothing new there. Uh, the pitch is fair to both sides. I think you, what you want is a great game of cricket. And after day one or two at Chelmsford, I messaged you to say, is Hull Essex going to get fined for this pitch? And I, I can't remember the numbers, but there was 14 wickets on day one and both both sides have been bowled out by lunch on day two. Um, but actually what, what we had at the end of it was a very close game with Hampshire nearly chasing 300-odd in the fourth innings to win. I think they fell 12 short. Um, mm. So, yeah, look, Essex are going to prepare turning pitches because they've got earmuffs here because I know your head will get even bigger. They've got the leading spinner in the country at the moment. Whether he disappears off to South Africa is, a, is a, a, something to keep an eye on for the end of the season. Um, but, um, yeah, teams do have a shortage of real pace. Uh, Somerset were doing the same as Essex were two or three years ago when they had Jack Beach and Don Best taking wickets. Um, there's, there's not the pitches up and down the country, and I know... Um, some of the Sky Sports guys have done a lot on this about the, the, the Alistair Cook said a lot about pitches being needed to give. Sort of, there's so much cricket being played. We need to give the pitches and the ground staff a break to to prepare fast tracks, to prepare tracks that your, your fast bowlers are going to get something out of. Yeah. Um, so as he says, with medium places not having the success, if you don't have a quality spinner, where do you go? True. That's actually a good good summary. I thought it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think. We're probably seeing that, aren't we? With like you, your point is is, is perfectly correct. Actually, the, the extreme pace top wicket taker is Potts, and then you've got the spinners. I think you probably do need a point of difference here, and I, it probably is be interesting to see if we continue like this, whether it's the balls or the pitches, if it sort of carries on in days to come or years to come, and this type of stuff. But do we think? I mean, was there any other shot? Yeah, go for it. I was going to say it's good for developing better cricketers, though, and whether. This batch of balls is poor. Maybe there's an argument to use for half the games in the season uh, a kookaburra or an SG ball, mm. and as much to prepare players for touring in future times. But also, you know, you've got to develop skills like getting the ball for reverse swing um, or having someone who spins the ball as opposed to just bowling 78 mile wobblers, 78 mile an hour wobblers. Um, it, it's different skills, and you know, a lot of clubs aren't preparing turning pitches or haven't done in the last few years because they don't have the spinners. And it's then become a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you don't have the spinners, you don't produce pitches conducive to turns. So you leave the extra grass on because you've got English style seamers. So yeah. I think it's a really exciting point for English cricket to try and grow into playing better format four-day cricket that goes four days. So I appreciate Essex's case it doesn't, but they do have arguably the world's best finger spinner at the moment um, until uh, until South Africa take him uh, until South Africa take him uh, and, and I wouldn't be surprised given the, the, the series the dates of the series for South Africa unless we have a very wet early August I wouldn't be surprised if South Africa play Maharaj and Karma you heard it here first <laughs> I've done some homework for you Hugh and I can tell you mm. that if Palmer does play the Test Series, all of the Tests, he's only going to miss two Essex games, and they're both away games, where you probably would think he wouldn't be at his most effective anyway. So I think he misses trips mm. to Canterbury and Headingley, but we'll, we'll play all your, your Chelmsford fixtures. So even if he does get selected, probably worth keeping him in your fantasy team for those home games. I appreciate your, your homework for me there, Howie. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Other end of the table, there were a couple of results, but we, Howard, you noticed earlier, Sussex got their first win since when? I think it was April 2021. Um, we should have a special Sussex winner game, Claxon, shouldn't we, to play at this point in time. But um, And a remarkable game as well. I think they chased 
360 odds. I mean, and this and this um, this was a shocker from Derbyshire, quite frankly. Yeah, it is. Uh, firstly, to not enforce the follow-on when they had the chance, they then batted. They chose to bat again, and part of me thinks that Billy Godman is having such a, a terrible run as a batsman. He fancied another crack at a Sussex attack. Had they enforced the follow-on, he, he might have had at the back of his head, oh, if we win by an innings, I've missed the chance to bat myself with some form here. So he's, he's, he said, right, we're not following on. We're going to bat again. They batted again. Godman got bugger all. They batted terribly. Um, rain came the next morning, so they were forced into a, a declaration with, I think, slightly fewer runs than they might have otherwise hoped. And then um, Sussex knocked off, can't remember how many, 350-odd in two and a bit sessions. Yeah, largely thanks to, I mean, Rizwan with the 76. He also got 100 in the first innings, 130. And then also Orr, Ali Orr with 140. And Allsop also chipped in with 55 on that. So that's Ali Orr. Was he previously Hampshire or has he always been Sussex? I think he's Sussex all the way through. He, I, little Ali Orr, gobbit for you, played for the club I played for in Australia. The mighty East Torrens, uh, a talent factory, you could say. <laughs> uh, finishing English cricketers um, but um, yeah um, I, I think he's Sussex all the way through lovely it's, yeah. it's Allsop Allsop who's at Sussex who was used to be Hampshire that's Howie, can we deduce you had Billy Godelman in your team last week? If you were so frustrated about his lack of running, he, he has he has been in the team. He was on the bench, so he didn't his his. Lack of runs again didn't cost me. He's not made a fifty this year. He's not. He's not missed a championship game. Um, I'm not even sure he's got past thirty. To be honest, I was, I was about to ask: Does anyone know how many runs he's actually got? I don't know if he's got more than a hundred runs this season. Yeah, I, Hugh, I can I can see Hugh frantically googling away as we speak. But um, no, I, I'm sure. Norman has got total points for the year. I mean, this isn't. He's got fantasy cricket points of 224 points and he's played all eight games, which is an underwhelming return. Yeah, 15 catches would be 225 points. He got one in their Sussex second inning, so... <laughs> I think he puts himself in the office next to Wayne Madsen as well. So, yeah, 15 catches would get him there. Jeff, have you had any in your team from these last these two games that we've spoken about? Do you still have Rizwang? Uh, no, I, I dropped him ages ago. I can't even remember when he was in the team. Must have been uh, April or so. Um, no, well, I remember uh, Jennings, I told everyone to get rid of uh, and also told everyone at the same time he's probably now going to uh, do pretty well in, that, uh, in the upcoming round. Uh, I got rid of him and obviously he scored 94. So um, uh, he did all right, uh, but not for me. Um, we already spoke about Harmer. I didn't actually have him in the team, so that's so not only did I not have him as captain, uh, he was the one not in my team, so I had to literally make up that massive score with almost everyone else in that team. So it was, um, yeah, it wasn't the easiest one to make up, but it does make it, it does explain why, um, I lost the lead really, because uh, it's the one player that made all the difference, yeah. Absolutely. But in lighter news for the Surrey lads, as we were following closely, weren't we? Um, another high scoring player of the round. I think he's the second highest scoring player of that round was Sam Curran. Is that his first hundred? First hundred in any professional cricket, remarkably. Yeah. Celebrated like he'd won the Ashes. Un unknown if it's any form of cricket as well. That is, I mean, yeah, Surrey gets 673. 
I mean, he should have really got, I mean, all of them should have got 100, really. Amla, who's this chap? Is it Geddes? Is that the right name? Right pronunciation? Yeah, yeah young young keeper. Um, we've got him and Jamie Smith, young keepers that have come through as, as batsmen as well. They've oh. both scored scored good runs for them. Geddes has played a few T20 games. Um, hasn't yeah. played that much first-class cricket, I think. Nice. And so, Curran, get a hundred, what did you say? He, he celebrated like he got a run the ashes, did he? Yeah, I just carried on and stuff. It was, it was a bit much. Like, if, if I was a player of Sam Curran's quality, which clearly I'm not, um, and it had been that long before my first 100, I might have been a bit more casual to make it look like I've scored hundreds all my life. It, I mean, he's celebrated like it won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> or at least maybe just a, a hundred bonus in his contract, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he's on a pound of run, I don't know. <laughs> All good runs for uh, Bell Drummond in that game as well. Hundred in each innings. He's is yeah. feast or famine this year. Um, scored a few very nice and important hundreds against some decent bowling attacks, or, uh, or and not and not much in between. I'm not sure he's got. Not sure what the stats are, but every time he gets past thirty or forty, he seems to go on and, and make a big score, which is good for him. Schoolboy prodigy growing up, Al Drummond. You couldn't you couldn't talk about schoolboy cricket without talking about Daniel Bell Drummond when you're sort of back in the late, well, 2005 to 10, probably. But yeah, he he's been spoken about a little bit with England every now and then. But he, like you say, he doesn't really he's, I don't think he's consistent, is he? Mm, he's probably missed his chance a bit now, I think. I can't remember which Ashes tour it was, but he scored a sparkling hundred against the Aussies, the touring Aussies one year. Um, and was when he was still a youngster and was being really talked up at that point, but um, just sort of been a, a good county pro without standing out a bit since then, I think. Yeah. Unfashionable county, goes to Surrey, plays for England. Ooh, he, I think he's, he's, well, he's in this sort of Hildreth northeast, I reckon. That's sort of like, I know Hildreth didn't play for Kent, but like that sort of probably gets into an 11, isn't he? If he doesn't play for England ever in his career, he probably gets into 11 of best first class cricketers not to play for England, I reckon. Um, and then it was all quite boring elsewhere, wasn't it? There's a lot of draws. Was there any anything else that was that particularly outstanding? I'm just looking at who. The Morgan game. They had a, they had a good chase. Fourth innings. I think they knocked oh. off four three hundred and twenty odds. Um, my man Colin Ingram got a hundred there, so that was nice. Billy Root stranded that... ninety nine. Is that the second time they've chased big this year? Um, I know Marn got them over the line yeah, once. I thought... forgot how big a chase that was, but. Maybe, you know, Buzzball, maybe Buzzball's not so much endemic of the way England is setting up, but actually these Dukes balls, when you get through the new ball, actually chasing maybe it's not that much stress because it's there's less pressure on your, your middle order. Um, you know, on pitches, maybe chasing's a little easier. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that is quite an un... I mean, they really didn't help themselves in the first innings there, Glamorgan. They've got 139 and then Worcester, they bowled Worcester out. I mean, Nessa got four for Lloyd, old Lloyd. I reckon, I wonder how many points Lloyd has got. Is he their captain? Yeah, he's David been, He's Lloyd. been out injured most of this year. Has he? Yeah. It's quite handy though, isn't he? Because he gets runs and he takes a few little wickets with his wobblers, keeper up. Um, anyone know what's happened to Chris Cook, Glamorgan keeper? Is he injured? Tom Cullen was keeping on the week on that week, doesn't was a uh, Chev or che- isn't he a normal pick for you, Chev? Chris Cook, good Morgan keeper. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of Um, yeah. And otherwise, it's all quite it's all quite um quite boring. But, I think in the game. Yeah, look, look, looking at the the games in two, we had two chases of over three hundred and twenty-five, 
and a team unable to force a result by bowling a side out. It's, mm-hmm. It is a combination of these flat pitches and, and the balls, not to keep banging on about it, but it, the, clearly, after five years of pretty similar cricket with pronounced teams, um, the counties are scrabbling around trying to find bowlers that can reverse it or a little bit of mystery spin. You know, I wonder if some of these wrist spinners that have been playing in the blast, someone like Lintoft at Warwickshire, the le- the wristy, yeah. you know, they've been play- they've been playing Briggs and I don't know Briggs's numbers in 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 front of me, but I, I can't imagine Briggs has taken that many wickets this year. Um, if I um, just have a look on, I'm on the current database at the moment for cricket. Cricket eleven, Briggs has got. Um, Lintot hasn't played a game in the championship this year. Um, Briggs has got 463 points in seven games. So that is a pretty uninspiring return for your first choice spinner. But is it is it makes sense to go with with a bit of risk spin? The the back to ball doesn't seem like they're going to change. They've bulk bought them for this year. Um, the weather seems set pretty fair. It might be time to 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 roll the dice a bit as these sides and and go with something else. Just looking at that round, I'm just literally going through all the all the, all the teams, and there hasn't really been that many. I mean, Patterson White for for Knotts bowled 40 overs for one wicket in Middlesex's first innings, and then obviously couldn't get a wicket in their second. There's not a lot of spinners out there, really, I don't think, who are sort of getting a go. I mean, we've got, I mean, Archie Lenham at Sussex looks quite exciting, doesn't he? He's a little leggy who's probably not 20 yet, I don't think. Um, who else is there? I mean, there's not, there's, like, you're right. Holman at Middlesex. Holman at Middlesex. Holman at Middlesex. But there's not, there's not really, like, a lot, I don't want to keep going on about, maybe we should call this the Simon Harmer podcast episode because... You know, he is the standout spinner. There's Liam Dawson as well, but he's playing at Chelmsford, as we've already spoken about. There's not really anyone going on there. To, you know, there's not really anyone to in any county that's probably a standout. I mean, if we move on to sort of maybe a bit of unknown news, because we were talking about that, so like Amar Verdi, for example, at Surrey. Who's 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 the spirit of Surrey? They're going with Will Jacks at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they're picking Jacks as much as a first-choice spinner um, as a batsman, really. And it's- Surprise! Really but... offers nothing in the field or um, or with the bat, so um, I think that's certainly in, in Jax's favour. Uh, just going going back a second, I think Matt Parkinson's probably the, the one you haven't mentioned that no. has actually had a really good championship summer. Played played a lot more red ball cricket in the first half of the summer than he ever has done in any season before, and that's partly as due to what we've been talking about the pitches and the, the state of the ball. Um, mm. Hasn't hasn't transferred into it. Well, he got that test when Leach concussed himself, but. Hasn't been picked yet, but he has actually he has actually had a good championship summer. I think the point Howard makes is 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 good there because he's he's not just played and bowled ten overs a game, which is quite often in April and May. He's played and bowled a lot because the pit again this combination of pitches and balls has meant that someone like Tom Bailey isn't quite as effective as he has been in the last five years, where he's been one of the standout seamers at seventy eight miles an hour, just nibbling it around. Did we talk about this stat before? Maybe it came out in the little break that we had, but wasn't it something along the lines of Michael Vaughan who's bowled? By the time Michael Vaughan was the same age as or played the same amount of matches as Jack Leach and Matt Parkinson, he had bowled more overs in his career than both of those. Not, not both of them combined, but more than each of them. That came out on TMS. Really? No, I haven't um, heard that. 
remarkable. Which is which is actually remarkable, seeing as yeah, okay, Michael Vaughan has that absolute scalp of Sachin Tendorka, doesn't he? But um, you know, he was all, all intents and purposes a very part-time spinner that you might bring on in a like a sort of even more part-time than Joe Root is nowadays. But that uh, that's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, how is there anything you can we can do to think or the, the like Rob Key can do to try and bring forward spinners? Is it the balls? Is it the pitches? Is it is it developed? Well, I think, I, I think you, you you keep going. Well, I don't think you can buy this batch of balls again because I think it sounds like a bit of a freak of nature. But I think <laughs> Australians might get a bit upset. But I think we're we're effectively using a kookaburra ball. Swings for the first fifteen overs, maybe thirty in English conditions. But thereafter, you've got nothing. You've got a perfectly spherical cricket ball, or in, actually, in this case, not a perfectly spherical cricket ball. Yeah, yeah. So they all go out of shape. But the point being, there is nothing for the bowlers um, with the ball like playing with a kookaburra in, in Australia. So I think I think that is good because then county cricketers, you're bowling at 78 miles an hour. Generally, you're not one of those bowlers that can reverse swing the ball. Um, so it's you've got to learn those skills to, to reverse it or or to use mystery spin or, or even just good spin. Sorry, not even mystery spin. I think that's perhaps a, an adage that's been overdone over the years. And reverse swing, you haven't needed it in county championship games when there's 15 mil of grass left on these decks, and yeah, know, the, ball never get, the ball never gets the ball never gets scuffed up enough to, to to bring reverse into it. But if you if you think there's a, been a couple of retirements, haven't there? The last going like sort of what was it? Will Beers retired? Then you've got that lad um, Ravi Patel at Middlesex that you know sort of fell off a little bit the radar. I think a lot of the 2020 cricket has brought, you know, in a lot of flat spinners, isn't it? Sort of taught our younger spinners days gone by just to bowl darts, don't go for that many, sort of contain. Maybe, hopefully, this is trying to sort of get them to bowl with a bit more flight, a bit more guile, a bit more sort of skill, I suppose. I mean, when Liam Dawson first played for England, he was just bowling sort of 75 miles an hour flat off spinners, wasn't he? I think... I think that's because he was bricking himself. <laughs> yeah, I think it goes to show that, like, if you can really try and try and develop some spinners, um, and really, you know, if, if if it does carry on like this, it is quite exciting. I'm just looking as well. Dalway Rawlins is getting quite a good bowl at um, Sussex, and Alex Thompson at Derbyshire. So, I mean, hopefully, this does seem seem like a new time for for spin and for pace, maybe with Matt Potts. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. But just on that subject, Ame Verdi, that's a bit under the radar news in terms of transfers. There's a couple of other bits gone under. I said Will Beer's retiring at the end of the year. Um, a few overseas people have moved, come and gone, haven't they? So Hugh, what graphics did you put up the other day? It was, Sussex, it was Sussex's um, overseas. Sussex's overseas pros, the combination of... Um, oh, I, I honestly don't think I can remember off the top of my head, but it was uh, Rizwan, Felipe, Obed McCoy, Obed McCoy, yeah, Rashid Khan of Afghanistan came over. Then um, they had the Tim Seifert, the Kiwi keeper, and this is just in the blast. So just in this sort of four or five week window, they were shipping people in and out. Yeah, that's a nightmare for you and your transfers. Surely you can't be keeping up with that. Well, that was T20, so I gave up on that ages ago. <laughs> uh, and even more so uh, last week after that disastrous quarterfinals uh, round uh, that literally went apart from Somerset, who I didn't want to... Actually, no, even I didn't want Somerset to win. And uh, so, yeah, basically every single game went against my fantasy team. So 
Uh, and even before that, I had already given up on that one. So uh, no, I'm uh, just focusing on the uh, the county uh, fantasy team for for the remainder of the season. Um, and it's not too bad there because I, I basically I just don't put any of those Sussex players in. So there's no problem. <laughs> Fair enough. But I mean, we got who who who's who's been transferred? Who's come in on the market lately? I mean, Umesh Yadav's joined Middlesex. Shannon Gabriel joined Somerset. Yorkshire, Yorkshire. I think two, maybe three games for Yorkshire. We've and talked a young about the Kiwi by the name of Ravindra um, yeah. popped up for Durham for one game contract. I think he scored 220 odd and 40 not out in the second innings. That's him done. And you, you just see these players come and go and think it would be nice for them to have a have a extended period in the county rather than turn up, get your match fee and disappear again. Yeah, I think that's that's quite and also just like the lack of I don't know, it's the lack of maybe maybe um, the BBC or, or Quick Info or whoever is reporting on it don't get prior knowledge right. But, I mean, it seems like a little bit that these guys are coming in from touring teams, maybe. So they can sort of, they're not playing in the in the 11 of the touring teams. They get, or they're trying to get a bit of practice beforehand. But I don't think that can be quite good, can it? One game, you're keeping well, something out. They're not the only overseas players to have played one game. I can see uh, Cypher at Sussex snuck in for one championship game. Dominic Drakes, West Indian, snuck in for one championship game at Yorkshire and has been replaced by Shannon Gabriel. And Hayden Kerr snuck in for one game at Derbyshire. Is that great? Is, is, I mean, these guys are here for the blast um, and they're playing and they're playing a championship game. Um, the South African fella at um, Glamorgan did the same. He did get 100, but um, I can't remember his name. Colin He's Ingram. That's what I'm for. Colin Ingram. Um, and you know, we we I almost would would rather overseas were brought in on a white or red bull deal only, in a sense, to try and have some continuity. Minimum I mean, game as well. Minimum point of view, obviously. Uh, yeah, maybe a minimum game as well, because actually you want these clubs not to completely burn themselves out financially, like Durham did a few years ago, and you worry that bringing in these lads for one or two games. Is that sustainable financial management? I just worry that, that going down that route, you, you're, you're going to dilute the quality because you're no longer getting the, the top tier. So you, you think if there's a chance, to, let's, we've mentioned Rizwan, for example, um, some of the Pakistani pace bowlers we've had over this summer. If the deal is you can get these guys for three or four games or... But, because they can't do the whole season, you don't you don't get them at all. I think I'd rather have I think I'd rather see top quality bowlers over for, or top quality cricketers over for a few games rather than yeah. just saying okay we'll have to go down the the, the next tier and effectively get a, a a journeyman pro from from far east wherever it be that, that comes over for a for a summer and George, George Linder for example for example well I, I think at the end, you should have a minimum number of games because. Just bringing in one for one game. I mean, what apart from maybe skewing that game and sort of picking up a result that you shouldn't have done based on your normal team selection anyway, um, you know, it's a half-falsifying competition. I just commit to a player for two or three games. If they, if, if they can't commit, what's the real benefit for either the team or the competition itself? Uh, it, there's hardly any, I would say. I mean, not only exactly, not only is it possible to keep up with that for fantasy cricket, you probably wouldn't even step there for one game anyway. But yeah, I mean, is it really? What's that? What's that saying to a young lad in the second team, twenty-three, scoring some runs? He's maybe scored a couple of hundreds. And he's 
top scorer for their second team. And then suddenly a lad comes in for a game and to just replace someone for injury. And it's not really sending the best message, I don't think, to supporters. And then again with the supporters, like the supporters can't really get on the back of that, can they? Like if you're coming over to, you know, here at Essex or you guys with Surrey, if someone comes in for a game, you're not really going to get get with them, are they? And if they do badly, it's just sort of a shot to nothing. It doesn't really seem like the best thing. It, it's 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 hard because you want to buy into your overseas pro and yeah. elite, like be, 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 be a part of them. As a young Essex fan, we had Andy Flower and Danish Canaria, <laughs> who uh, came back year after year. Canary is not the best example given uh, where his his uh, near future took him and leading young players astray with match fixing. But he came back year after year and was a genuine, genuine, uh, one of the top players in the country um, and had many years at Essex. And, and actually, that I, I think members of the counties like that. They get on board. Shan Massoud is an example at Derbyshire. The, yeah. I'm sure the membership of Derbyshire, he's played every format and been brilliant. And I'm... I, I wonder if we'll see Shamasud back again because it's worked so well. Um, whether we see someone like Tim Seifert back at Sussex, I don't know. It's it, it feels like, you know, people come and go a bit. Peter Siddle is someone who tends to come over for a whole summer, albeit for four or five different counties over his career. But I admire the fact that he comes over for a whole summer. And, and you always know with someone like Peter Siddle, when he's on the park, a bit like James Patterson, but for Knotts, he's giving his teammates everything. And uh, that's really what you want from your overseas players. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you, you, I can't see Shannon Gabriel coming back to Yorkshire next season. If he does, again, it'll be for another count. He was at Gloucestershire last season for like four. He bowled about 20 no balls in his first 20 balls, I think, last year. Um, I think I read with, with Gabriel as well that, that they've already said there's an option to extend that three three game contract to the to come back for the September fixtures and you, you just think I, d- I don't know who's the driving force behind that whether it's Yorkshire or whether it's Gabriel wants the option but you just think it, it, it puts it puts pressure on your overseas firstly to say well we'll give you three and then if you if you're any good we'll, we'll keep you on but but also the, if there's the option to to keep him if you're committed to having an overseas pro why not sign him for the rest of the season if the guy says look I'm here I'm available yeah um, I'll, I'll, I'll sit the hundred out I'll, I'll take a month off and, and just bowl in the nets at the maybe playing I'll go for the twos why not why wouldn't you why wouldn't you commit to your overseas I mean he's a world-class performer proven international bowler what whether he does or does not get the amount of wickets Yorkshire would like in the next three games is not necessarily going to define him as a bowler is it he's, yeah. he's got class if, if you're backing him to do it in three games back him to do it for the year yeah and I think you're right I think one of the great things about an overseas pro you think about the other ones that sort of I mean, they're all pros nowadays, so yeah, we're overseas pro. The fact that they contribute in more ways than one, don't they? To a, it's not just come in and take a stack full of wickets, get a hat full of runs. It's it's more a case of um, let's come in and you know buy into the whole the whole system. And if you think about the hussies, the sheer laws. How can you help uh, your young kids out? What can yeah. they learn from you and your experience, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I personally would be interested to see if we if you could get like a a young lad who's coming over before they get selected, for example. That would be my preference. Um, a young Australian, young South African, uh, before they get selected, so they can say a lot of them end up in the end up in the the, the cricket leagues, don't they? Rather than well, that's what I was going to say. Is also probably though it's a very weird, you know, pussy and law and these people that we're talking about, Canaria, um, Flower. They were doing this before 
the hectic schedule of international cricket yeah. before the league. So it's a lovely vision for county cricket to have this, but probably we're going to get more and more of this, I think, sort of bit bit part players coming in. I think we are. And also the A-team tours. More countries are putting more budget into A-team tours and often combining them with the test team tours. So Australia A were in Sri Lanka recently. Aaron Hardy, uh, who's now at Surrey, was on that tour. If he wasn't on that tour, he could have come over for a whole season and got that experience. Um, but he had that tour to Sri Lanka. And actually, you could argue having half a season in the UK in a two, four-day match tour of Sri Lanka with the A-team is actually better experience than a whole season in the UK, potentially. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, if you're thinking about him and his career development, and which I guess these guys have to, um, I, I, I don't know, maybe it just makes me feel a bit, uh, and I know we've talked about it a lot in the past, it makes me feel a bit um, sort of sad for the old days when you'd have Simons come over, you'd have Andy Flower, you'd know that the opposition's overseas pro was Justin Langer at Somerset or Graham Smith at Somerset, you know. The, that was their pro for the whole season and um, it was sort of continuity. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I wonder, wonder if we can do it. But do we think, um, is there any other sort of, we, I mean, they're the sort of next round, aren't they? Those overseas that we've just talked about. Is anyone else just moving on to the next round? Obviously, we're recording when the first day has just happened. Anyone's, and we'll touch on it later next week, probably, but anyone gone for big substitutions? I know this morning everyone's scrambling around for subs. Yeah, I had to make a few. Well, there were some big some big departures, weren't there, with um, Shan Masood off to join the Pakistan side. Had Glenn Phillips, who I think a couple of us have brought in, has joined up with the Kiwi side for the, the one-day games they're, they're playing. So, yeah, I had a few substitutions to make. Um, Glenn Phillips came out for Eddie Byram, Glamorgan now, who... I think he signed over the winter from Somerset, didn't he? Because Somerset mm. did have a, a whole host of young batters at the time. Um, and he's just, just started to come into a bit of form there, opening the batting. So I've got him in. Matt Parkinson, I've subbed out. Uh, he's with the one-day team for a few weeks now. So I think he's going to miss another couple of this one and a couple more fixtures. So I brought in uh, Zafar Gohar of Gloucester, Spenny. Um, oh, yeah. Partly with one eye on the on the trip to Chelmsford. Um having had the success with Liam Dawson and Simon Harmer there last week. And then I finally got rid of Billy Godelman and minor upgrade brought in Pujara. That is minor. God rest his soul. <laughs> I was on that note. I'm the only, the only swap I had was Bellingham in Phillips out. Glenn Phillips, obviously. Um, and then I have Captain Harmer this week. Um, Has anyone not Captain Harmer this week with their six at home? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> What have you gone for, Jeff? Who have you gone for? Uh, well, I had to also get rid of Masood, so I brought in Pujara for him uh, and made him captain. I thought, well, who knows? With a bit of luck, he's um, he's, he's on fire from, from the first uh, first game. And who knows, maybe uh, Harmer is not going to have as busy a day uh, or a game as he did last time around. Uh, so I just gambled, really, to see if that could make a difference. So far, it's not. Um, but uh, it's only day one, so let's hope um, he, he does better in, um, in the second innings. Uh, the thing to you, is, uh, Sussex might not get a second innings in that game. They're currently 400 for four, and there's every chance Leicester won't be getting into whatever follow-on target they get set. So that could be Pujara done. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I mean, He's only staying till the end of the Royal London 50, which I'm pretty sure is the same gap as the 100, so he'll miss the full games in September. Completely forgot that was a competition. 
Um, <laughs> yes. I presume Pajara yeah. doesn't play in that competition, does he? Well, his, I, 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 as, as Trev was saying that, I got the uh, I googled Pajara Sussex, and it says um, uh, the the interview on the website says how excited he is to be there. Um, Pajara played for the majority of the twenty twenty two season and remain until at least the end of the Royal London 50. So one assumes he will play in the Royal London 50. So he uh, he might be a bit savage on some of the second team attacks that no doubt will get put out for that competition. Yeah. Uh, yes, and then I also brought in, well, I did bring in uh, Armour, because obviously I, I didn't have him yet. So that, that at least half deficit um, if when I do when I don't bring in Brickhampton. So he's come in and then Wayne Matson's come in uh, Glenn Phillips have to come out again. So, yeah, quite a bit of change, quite a few changes. But I'm quite confident that this team, well, I was going to try to get one more change in, but I did it in the end, which was to bring in Burtis as a wicketkeeper, which in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't because he didn't have the best of days today. Um, okay, but fun fact on Burgess, though. Sorry. So, what can you tell me about Burgess and Ben Duckett? From the last round of county championship fixtures, tallest wicketkeeper versus smallest wicketkeeper. No, oh. <laughs> I think oh, they both got the last wickets to fall in their games. Oh, very good! Hell of a cat by Craig Miles behind the stumps. I had I had Ben Duckett scoring me a last-minute twenty points, bowling some some lob overs, um, and also. Burgess also got a wicket. So two wickets for non-bowlers, things you love to see in the jumbo. Oh. You, don't, you don't see that in the Sheffield Shield where they take it so seriously. Just um, not, Not's got through all 11, 11 bowlers in that yeah, game. Yeah, I think they wanted to, didn't they? Yeah. I think the last bowler <laughs> might have been Lyndon James, who's actually one of Hugh's first team bowlers. Yeah, he's a batter though. Why are you picking bowlers at the moment? Why pick bowlers with these balls? Pick batters. That's my view. Uh, you've, had him since the, you've had him since the start of the season, Hugh, and you said on an early pod, uh, there's a young Knotts bowler with a bit of pace called Lyndon James. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually, I actually binned him because he got left out um, with, with an injury early on, and I've brought him back in. I had him this week, though, and he got 155. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, round nine, he got 155. Yeah, that's pretty good. Just on, just on, on those changes that we've made, I suppose one thing we haven't spoken about for the last five minutes is obviously with our new test team being labelled Bazballs or Bazball, uh, they're sort of format of Bazballs. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? Um, he just drink a bit of red wine there and spitting it out as like Bazballs. Bazballs. As the test team are hitting Bazballs everywhere at the moment. Um, do we any changes for the next test series? When is the next test series? It's Obviously, India's been and got South Africa next, I think. Yeah. 16th of August. You're going to be hard-pressed, aren't you, as a, as a county championship player to try and push yourself into that, that team? I think so. They seem quite That's keen not to change a winning formula, don't they? I think the only place you'd look is top of the order. They've said they're, they're backing the guys and Crawley and Lee's had a very good partnership in the last innings there. So, yeah. it's, it's a tough team to break into. I think it probably does. I think it's going to be in opener that slogs it, isn't he? That's your only way to get into that team. Yeah. Take all his place by being being an opener that tees it up. I, yeah, I mean... I think Sangakara was promoting Joss Butler, wasn't he? To, to open. Yeah, no. I, I, think, I, think, I think I'd think i cry if they picked Butler to open. <laughs> like, um, 
I, I think I, I mean, in hindsight's a wonderful thing, but we were, I, I, I don't really think there is. And it's funny, isn't it? Cause I think back, but last year we were saying we just need an opening bat who can grind it out and get dirty runs and stuff like that. And now actually we probably got a, quite a few of them now in the county championship, but <laughs> the selectors don't want them. So good luck. Um, it depends on what, maybe now we need statisticians to give you runs against ball type. So they should have runs against 2021 and before Dukes and then runs against 2022 Dukes and then runs against Cookerboroughs or anything else. Because that, it, it seems to be like maybe this year's runs don't count because the ball's shit. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it does beg the question, I think, which we've discussed ourselves that if and listening to the Stokes interview after, pardon me, after I think it was the third New Zealand test where he said uh, this basically that this style of play sends out a message to the county cricketers to say, look, um, we're going to pick pick our sides on much on as on how you play as the the weight of runs you're scoring, and you got someone like Alistair Cook in the in the Sky Studio listening to that, and would he would Cookie be thinking, well, actually, as a 19 year old just left school going to play for Essex, would I would I be in the selectors' minds playing the way I did, our, our highest ever test run scorer. What sort of message do you think that sends to county cricketers? I don't know. I guess my, my opinion would have been if you could start all over again, you're playing your cricket, you just learn to, you know, if you were 15 years old now, you just learn to whack it and try and get yourself on the on the T20 circuit, I think. But, you know, I think England's style of play at the moment it means that maybe people do want to stay and don't want to do that. And, that, you know, it's an exciting team to play for. I know it's only five games in or four games in, so like let's not get too excited. But I don't know. I, I it's a really good question because I think we do we don't have that many openers nowadays who are going to go at it from ball one or try and take the game away from someone in the first ten overs. But it's not the worst. I don't know what you'd be thinking. I don't know if any young lad would 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 care that much. They'd probably just try and up their run rate, wouldn't they? Do you know who I think? I think there's a couple of cricketers that that sort of fall into that camp that would look like they played positively. I think Lamanby at Somerset, if he scores a meaningful amount of runs, it doesn't have to be stacks of runs, clearly, because Crawley's not scored stacks of runs and been kept on, but played in the right way. Um, I think Lamanby, Davis, the wicketkeeper batter at Warwickshire, although he's not keeping, you know, if they're going to pick people who play in the right way, then surely you start looking at these names as opposed to just weight of runs which would be this year, say, Compton, who doesn't, doesn't appear to be playing basketball, Burns, uh, Sibley's got a few openings about him for actually, and in the last couple of years, Haynes and, uh, and Yates uh, at Birmingham. But actually, maybe you, you, look, you, start, you start looking at other people um, who play in the right way. Yeah, possibly. It's, it's an Patel, Patel at Surrey. Let's let's ask the Surrey boys. He, he tends to score him at a run a ball, doesn't he? Not not quite that quickly. Yeah, he has, he has been fairly fluent this year, but historically less so. I think Haynes, you put in the in the the slower scoring camp. I think he's quite an aggressive opening batsman. He's he's pretty um, ruthless on anything short. He gets his cut shot away, as, you, as you've said. Mm. He he does tend to score quite quickly. He's just been. I think, Ever since we sort of tipped him as one to watch, he's been off the boil a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, Sat exactly. the blast out and then um, hasn't hasn't scored many runs since. But... And, and he's broken his hand today. Oh, did he? Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. I saw him retire. Yeah. Right. Well, um, maybe maybe we've checked him. We've checked him. Yeah. It's interesting. I think it's an interesting thing to think about for the next couple of rounds, just to see, you know, maybe 
see who does change their style or who who comes across who we think might be tipped. I think the middle. I think you're right. The middle order is pretty set with England, but I think top of the top of the order probably are the ones to go for. But if they're going to stick with Crawley, so be it. But yeah, it would be interesting to see. Or or maybe they do say someone like sorry, Chev. Sorry, Chev. Yeah, I was just going to say, or just stick with what you're doing now for the rest of the season. See how basketball's getting and going through the winter, and then uh, by that time, we're probably having a very different conversation here anyway. Uh, So uh, you know, if you're going to go back and forth in the space of three months about your strategy and tactics and how you develop players, that if they go into a development program, take ten, twelve years to mature then you're never going to get it right because, uh, you know, ride the wave while it lasts. But, you know, it's, um, he wasn't even expecting a win this year. They've had a few, so don't be surprised if we don't win again. <laughs> well, I think, I think yeah, that's a really good point, Jim. We go to Pakistan this autumn. Now, yeah. the traditional view of playing cricket in Pakistan is take the game to the fifth day where things happen quicker, or at least the fourth or fifth day. Um, and the bowlers that tend to do well there are mystery spinner slash good spinner and bowlers that can reverse the ball. Uh, we don't we don't have any of those, so um, we we might be chasing six hundred over two days in um, in Lahore come this winter, and and that'll be a real test for baseball against a good Pakistan uh, attack. Um, so look, we'll see, we'll see. I I I'm still conservative on baseball um, in other conditions other than the pretty good pitches and the rubbish duples they've played against. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, I think that probably wraps us up for this episode. It's been pretty good, guys. Nice little return. Um, as we've said, we are first day into the next round, so all eyes for the next couple of days on round 10 of the County Championship. But thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Um, This has been Badger Watch, produced by Unspun Cricket. And um, hopefully we'll get you listening next week. Thank you.